Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Miles Frost earned a Tony nomination this week for his role as Michael Jackson in MJ the Musical on Broadway. I spoke with Frost about his DC and Maryland roots from Wooten High School to Bowie State University to becoming the king of pop. Miles, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> well, you have no idea. We wanted to talk with you because we have a little bit of a hometown hero angle uh, with this whole story because you grew up around here. You went to, what was it, Wooten High School in, in Rockville. Um, tell me about uh, just growing up here. You know, did you listen to the King of Pop growing up? Did you do high school plays? Like, I want to know, like, your theater and music roots. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I was born and raised. I was born at Holy Cross uh, in Silver Spring. Um hospital and um i spent the majority of my year my earlier years back and forth between southeast dc living with my grandmother and um before washington and maryland um that's where i spent my my elementary school time my elementary school i bounced around from tyak to lake arbor to um even random highlands at one point um which is down in dc and um for middle school I went to isaac ordeen middle school down in fort washington and High school, I went to, like you said, Wooten High School, and Wooten High School was a it was an interesting experience for me. It was a it was a culture shock um, because I was I was so used to being around people that looked like me, and then to be put in a position where that just wasn't the case. You know, I was a minority. You know, it took a lot of adjusting, and I, it was a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, theater being one of them. You know, theater was never something I was talked you know talked about uh, when I was growing up. I didn't know much about it, and um, you know, I had a band in, in middle school and I started playing piano when I was when I was about six. And Michael has always been a part of that journey and me finding myself as an artist and as a musician. And I remember when I was five dancing on the spirit of Washington, I was I saw an open floor on the dance floor and I said, you know, why not? So I went and danced on it. Next thing you know, I look up and there's people surrounding me throwing money. And, you know, that's probably, I think, my earliest memory of me, you know, dancing. Where was and this, I, you I, said? Spirit of Washington? Where, where was this? Yeah, so the Spirit of Washington. It's like a, it's like a, a boat that goes yeah. around, the, yeah, yeah. you know, this area. 
Like down around the uh, like down the Potomac near the all that yes. down near the Tidal Basin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And that's I think that's my earliest memory, and I, I believe I was dancing to Michael. My mom were would tell moon, me. Were you moonwalking back then or not yet? Probably not yet. I was I was I was doing my own thing. <laughs> you know, I was just doing what I felt. But you know, it's it's, it's funny because that's I take that same approach to to dancing now, and that's the same approach Mike takes. Is is if you think about it too much. You won't, it won't, it won't be authentic. You have to let the music move you and kind of direct your body. Even, even if there is set choreography, if you feel like you need to take a moment to break out of that and do that. Right. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of, of, of what I do, um, under, under Michael. And, you know, but going back to just growing up, yeah, I, I listen to Michael Jackson all the time. You know, I was, I was so, I can't even find the word for it. I was so amazed. Amazed is, is, doesn't even do it justice. I was so wrapped in his process of creating. At, and this is at a very, very young age because I was like, okay, Michael's cool, but where did Michael learn it from? I was that I was that type of kid. Right. Wasn't a big school kid, but when it was things that I really wanted to to learn and wanted to know, I was like, how does he do that? Like, where did he get it from? So that, you know, I started to look into James Brown, mm -hmm. Gene Kelly, Sammy Davis Jr uh um fred astaire bob fossey nicholas brothers and i just discovered this whole world of things that were beyond my time you know and that's i said that's how i wanted to learn you know i want to be i want to be kind of a jack of all trades and that's you know that's usually not people's go-to um you know people say i want to be great at this one thing and just work super hard to be and i just never found any joy in that i was like what if i want to do more things Right, right. Be, you know, what if I just want to be great at a whole bunch of different things? And I think Michael was a master of taking little bits and pieces of other people and then applying and creating one entity, right. being him. His own thing out of all of these different. But I, I love hearing that, that you that you saw something that sparked you and then you like you wanted to like go all in and say, I want to learn all of the different influences, you know, long before you were born, long before both of us were born. Like there's a long history. And I love that you just sank your teeth into that Um, real quick, uh, just in, in the spirit of trying to move chronologically through your life before, to get what got you to Broadway. Real quick, you mentioned that um when you were at Wooten High, that's when you first started. You were first introduced to the idea of like theater arts and things like that so what yeah. did you did you act or star in any any productions or anything in high school so i did uh, i have a funny story actually so my my freshman year um i didn't know anybody like i said it was a i was i was in a place that felt super unfamiliar for me unfamiliar to me but i always found myself in the chorus room and the chorus room had a piano and i like i said i've been playing piano since i was six and that was that was my comfort spot. So I was playing the piano. And I was probably playing Alicia Keys or Stevie at the time. And this teacher walks in. She's like, "Well, I hope there's a voice behind that beautiful piano playing." And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> well, that's great because we need more people for this musical we're doing." And I was like, "Okay, you know, <laughs> like, right? Like, what's the, you know, what, what does that mean to me?" She said, "You know, I, I can tell that you're not familiar with it, so." The show is called the show is called Hairspray. Ah, uh, yeah. And Locally, lo Baltimore story, right? Local. Yeah. And I, she said, "What I want you to do is, I want you to go home, just watch the movie. You know, the movie it just the newer the newer um, version of the movie just had recently came out not too long ago." She was like, "Just go watch, go home and watch that tonight. Come back tomorrow. Let me know what you think." 
I said, okay, you know, this was the harm of watching the movie. So I went home. I said, Ma, can you watch this movie? movie with me she said she said what's the movie i said hairspray she said oh i know hairspray I like, wow. <laughs> she probably knew the original one yeah right right <laughs> so um you know i'm watching the movie and i'm like okay this is cool you know i see this nice vibe beautiful story then i see this guy go well i can't see and i was like i want to be him <laughs> that's me <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't i don't know how this process works i went back the next day i said i don't know how this process works i don't know what i gotta do but i want to be him Right. Seaweed was the what I felt like he embodied the type of performer I wanted to be. <laughs> so she said, We have to audition. I said, Fine, that's fine. You know, so I auditioned and I ended up becoming the first um, freshman to get a lead role in a musical. First freshman, first black freshman to get the lead role in a musical at my school. So, oh, wow. Was you were a freshman. Wow. Yeah. I was a freshman and, you know, cause normally they give the leads to the seniors cause they're sure, about, yeah, you got to pay your dues, but they were like, you're, this guy's too good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I wasn't, you know, the, the, and I've, and I didn't realize it back then. And it took me until I did MJ to realize this and, you know, we'll touch on this later, I guess, but sure. you know, I can't, can, I can only control what I do. Right. I can't control what they're looking for, whoever they is. I can only control the work that I put into it and the, what I produce on whatever audition floor that I'm performing on. And that's, that's what I did. I went in there and I, I did my absolute best. I left no crumbs. I said, whoever, even if I don't get it, whoever's following me is going to have a hell of a job to follow, you know? <laughs> so, you know, just, I carried that mentality through, through my performance. And when I, that was my first time, singing and dancing on stage was doing seaweed because normally when i had my band uh, i was i went solo at the, by this point but when i had my band i was playing piano and singing you know that was that was my thing that was you know kind of my yeah it was just kind of my thing i never really thought of going out and singing and dancing even though it's what i love to do I, I, it was just wasn't on my radar at that particular time so when i was able to do that with, with this show it just opened my mind to it made me realize the type of performer I can actually be and how versatile of a, of a performer I wanted to be. And um, so the next year, I was not allowed to do anything because my grades are bad. <laughs> so my mom <laughs> said, you know, she said, you know, if you if you really want to do this, then you need to, you know, get your grades up. And I said, okay, I'm going, I'm going to make it happen. So that year I also didn't do well. <laughs> but in my junior year, I said, you know what? I'm really gonna buckle down, and I ended up getting a three-five. And my mom said, "All right, I'll, I'm gonna let you go back to doing, you know, your extracurriculars and everything like that." So I ended up doing another musical called Legally Blonde, and I played Warner, who's Elle's um, ex-boyfriend, who becomes Elle's, you know, she's like the arrogant, the arrogant boyfriend. And you know, it was an interesting role for me because it was out of outside of my comfort zone as an actor because you know seaweed was cool because i said i saw myself in seaweed but in this particular character i didn't really see myself so i think that was my true my first true acting theater experience and and me actually having to act right becoming someone else that you don't really relate to right yeah exactly exactly so that was i think that was the first time i, I was challenged in that capacity and then uh junior year that same year and freshman year as well i did the talent show so the first year I did the talent show, I, I won the talent show. Did like a, I did Chris Brown, Fine China, 
It was an amazing experience. <laughs> nice. And skip to my junior year is when I did Billie Jean during the, for the for the talent show. Ah. Oh. And wait, did you do everything with the hat and the spinning around and the the whole thing? The whole nine. <laughs> and um, little did I know that my mom sitting in the back because my mom recorded every every performance. So you know, I can see her with the flash on. Yeah. Giant iPads. You know, recording everything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, little did I know that that video would be the reason I'm here today. Like an audition tape later on or something? Man. All right. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But did, did, real quick, did the high school crowd scream like the because oh, we've all yeah. seen the video the first time MJ did it in the audience. It was just like an erupt. They did, I don't even know where that sound came from. They were just like, oh, my God, we've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was definitely like that. And it set the tone for the rest of my high school career because people were expecting those right. kind of things from me. You know, even even with my first my first yeah. performance freshman year, you know, nobody had done a performance like that at my school. So it, people, it caught people off guard because, you know, you see people, right. you know, kind of doing karaoke type of songs. And I came and I said, no, this is going to be a Miles Frost performance. <laughs> nice. You know, and I love it. Yeah. So to be able to set the tone for that was amazing. My senior year was the first time, you know, I was in I was in Cinderella. I was Laura Pinkleton in Cinderella. And I was I was in my first movie, my first film. What was the movie? So it was called All In, and it was very unique, and it's I hold it very near and dear to my heart because I played a 15 year old kid with autism. Okay. And through it was the first time I had to do research on a role and really delve into my capabilities as as an actor. And I met this kid named Titus. I always tell this story when I always mention him when I tell this story. I met a kid named Titus and he has autism and Down syndrome. And we were this, we we're the same age. And I met him and his mother and his little brother at an IHOP. And when I, when I say that was probably one of the most humbling conversations I've ever had in my entire life, just learning and learning what he's, what he's had to go through. What he can't take mentally like school. He can only go to school three days out of the week because mm -hmm. it's, or two to three, two to three days out of the week because it's too much for him, mm -hmm. you know, mentally for him to handle any and emotionally and listening to his little brother who was probably at the time nine or 10, it was, it was scary. And you know, a part of me felt bad that he has to be in a, cause I was put in the position where I had to grow up really fast. So I understand, you know, you, you have to kind of be the older brother, even though your older brother is six, seven years older than you. And so I, I understand that wholeheartedly. And what do you mean by yeah. that? You had to you had to grow up really fast. What do you mean? Well, you know, I didn't have the best relationship with my father or or stepfather. So, you know, I just put I was I put myself in the mentality of like, okay, I need to I I want to protect and provide for my mother and my sister and my grandmother. And that's right. been my driving force through everything that I do. You know, one of my biggest things was, you know, my grandmother will be 89 uh in May. Oh, wow. And Happy early birthday. Oh yeah, and she's been able to see the show twice now. Wow! And um, awesome. It's such a blessing because I've I've always rushed to get my big break, not for myself, but because I wanted to see my grand. Because my grandma's my biggest fan. Right. I wanted to see her. I wanted I wanted her to be able to see me go into embarking into my career with all the lights and all the cameras, and and her be able to see that. Be, a, be around to see that and alive to see that and to be in her right mind and see it. 
And she probably remembers the Jackson Five. Like that's probably her era. No, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Like she's like she, she's seen a lot of people come and go. So, <laughs> you know, and I think it, it means a lot to me that she was able to able to see that. That's one of those, that's one of those super, super special moments to me. Cause you know, when you're a kid, you think grandma's gonna be around forever, then you turn 16 and then you realize that's not the case. Right. And, you know, you kind of put this chip on your shoulder of like, I need to get this done. I need to be here by this time because, right. you know, you just, uh, you can't explain it. It's just a force that just, it's like something just keep tapping you on the shoulder, like go, go, right. go. And that's the force that, that carried me. Stay tuned for the rest of my conversation with Miles Frost, but first a message from a fellow WTOP podcast. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Welcome back to Beyond the Fame for the rest of my conversation with Tony Award nominee Miles Frost. I didn't even want to do Broadway. That wasn't even the, and I guess this is going on to the next phase of my life. You know. Yeah, let's go. Broadway wasn't on my radar at all. I left Broadway in high school. Oh, okay. So when you went to Bowie State, then what were you? What was the 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 mission at that point or the goal? Well, at first I went to Belmont University down in Nashville, Tennessee. That's where I spent my first two my first two years of college. And, you know, I was majoring in audio engineering. Okay. Because I'm, I'm an artist. You know, I write music. I produce. I play piano, drums. Trumpet. It's all related. It's all related. Yeah, you know. So my goal in that particular time was I wanted to be an artist. That was, that was my thing. I wanted to be an actor and an artist. Broadway, I promise you, was not even close to my way. Everybody <laughs> around me wanted to My friend Chris wanted to be a Broadway star. Everybody around me wanted to be Broadway stars you know, growing up in high school. And I was like, I support y'all, you know, right. do, you know what you want to do, but that, that's it, that's not me. And I'm doing music over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so that's what I wanted to do. I, I was, I'm the type of person who, as I was explaining earlier with understanding how Michael works um, as far as how he learns things, I'm, I'm, I've developed that same mentality. So I'm, I don't want to be an artist that doesn't know what's going on on the other side of the glass. I want to be able to contribute my technical expertise to say, okay, no, uh, can you can you turn the reverb down? Can you turn the delay down, or at least put right. it up like two dB? You know, this I wanted to I wanted to be able to talk the talk sure. outside of just doing the job of singing and you know, yeah, I, yeah. I hated I hated being clueless. I didn't like not knowing, especially in a field that I, I love and something I love to do, and. So, and, you know, I, I transferred to, to Bowie State and my junior year, and I was there and I switched my major to audio tech, um, music technology, that's what it was called um, at Bowie State. And I decided to take acting classes. So I, by this time, I had already done two movies. I had done all in and I had just done a movie called Big 50, the Deronda, Deronda Hood Story, which aired on uh, BET Her and BET Plus, I believe. 
And that was a fun role because it was a Prince inspired role. <laughs> Prince? Oh, yeah, Prince and um, Michael Jackson. You've hit the two big ones of the 80s. I, I sure did. Yeah. So around my senior year, I decided to take act, acting class, acting intensive, because I'd never had acting classes before. I've, you know, I was just, I've been a super raw talent for a long time. Like it wasn't until really this experience that I really got vocal lessons. So, and I haven't had any dance lessons. So I was, I came in very, very raw to this, to MJ. And I did this four week intensive uh, with a guy named Leland Thompson. And, you know, we just, you know, we said we wanted to connect and he became my acting coach. About a week later, this is May 27th of 2021. This is the morning of my sister's birthday. He calls me, he says, Miles, um, you were on my mind this morning. And there's an opportunity that I think may be available if you want to do it. And I, I woke up and I just said, why is Miles on my mind? So I looked up Miles Frost on YouTube. And the first thing that came up was Miles Frost doing Billie Jean. Ah, that your mom taped. That my mom taped show and I've had. Wow. <laughs> and you know, and um, he said, I was wondering if you, if you could do that, but sing better and, and dance better. And just, you know, because I'm, you know, it's 2021. I did it back in 2016, so. Are you still at Bowie State at this point, or have you graduated Bowie State at this point? I have not graduated. Uh, because still in I, college. Okay. Yep. And I, I said, yeah. Now, mind you, I hadn't, I hadn't done any Michael stuff since 2016. Since that right. talent show, I hadn't done anything related to Michael. I hadn't even been dancing. It was somewhere in the back of your brain. The muscle right. memory was still there somewhere. <laughs> so he told me, he said, the opportunity is, because um, I didn't know it was Broadway at first. He said, the opportunity is, to play to potentially be an understudy in a uk production of michael jackson the musical so that's what that's how it was presented to me so i was like you know that sounds cool and i said yeah i can i can definitely do that he said great i was lying because I, like i said i hadn't done this since 2016 sure. <laughs> but i'm not gonna pass up that type of opportunity yeah and i said um he said, great, great. Uh, can you send a video tonight? I said, well, um, is it possible I can send it tomorrow night? He said, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just, just let me, you know, let me get it tomorrow night. So I said, okay, great. So I hang up, I call my manager easy. I'm like, look, I need a studio. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cause in my, in my mind, you know, being an understudy would be really cool. I just don't want to be that. Right. So I want to, when I present myself, because I didn't know how to process work, I didn't know anything. So I'm like, I, the way I want to go, I want to go super strong and I want to make sure that I my my audition is so good that they are reconsidering whoever. Yeah, they want you as the lead, not the understudy. Yeah. They exactly. want you want to blow them away with this tape. Exactly. So that, that was my mentality going into it. And I um, called Easy. I said, yo, I need a studio like yesterday. He said, Okay, I'll, I'll get. I'll see if I can. What I can do? He said the earliest I can get you one is tomorrow clock. Tomorrow at eight o'clock in the morning. I said great. I'm there. So, wake up, go to the studio. I was in the studio from eight o'clock in the morning to about six thirty in, in the afternoon, just working on MJ stuff. And where was the studio? Is it near Bowie? No. So the studio was in Maryland. Um, where was this? It was in Rockville. Rockville. It was in Rockville. 
And um, a very, very nice lady. She, uh, it was like a private studio that she had in her home. She's a, a professional dancer. Okay. And I, I was there from about eight o'clock in the morning to six thirty. I didn't even eat that day. I was, I was so focused on. I was watching Motown Twenty Five over and over and over again, watching different renditions of sure. Billie Jean, watching uh, my version of Billie Jean to see, you know, what are some of the things that I can take from what I did and, you know, kind of make it into my own while keeping the integrity of you know, of Michael and the authenticity of, of the performance, you know, so, cause they, cause they wanted a video of me doing Billie Jean. And by the end they said, Hey, we have, you know, we have some updates. We want to, um, they also want you to sing a couple of songs as well. Uh, and send us some tips of that, but they said, we know that's going to take a little bit longer just in case you don't, you don't know the words or whatever. So if we can get a video of you learning one of the songs, that'd be great. You know, just kind of as a teaser to, you know, sure. allow them to know that you're, because if, if you don't sound like them, then what's, right. what's the point? Right. Game over. Yeah, exactly. So I sent a video of me singing Learning Stranger in Moscow. Nice. And such a beautiful song. And they, uh, their feedback was like they were, they were blown away and they can't wait to see, you know, see the full package of everything. And that's, you know, the rest is, is kind of history. Um, I got a call back. Um, after I sent my whole package and, you know, they sent me some, some, some lines to, to read and I did that, sent my, my Billie Jean audition tape. And then I sang, I sent uh, videos of me singing um, a few songs that they sent over, Stranger in Moscow, uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, and um, Believe the Third One Was They Don't Care About Us. And, you know, because they all have, and it's interesting song selections on their part because it shows three different. Very different, yeah, yeah. Aspects of Michael. You know, you get the grit of they don't care about us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the you get this more mellow, more uh, more uh, vocally feeling uh, portion of Michael with Stranger in Moscow. Like, this, you know, really emotional. Stranger in Moscow. You know, you really get that. Bit of a deeper, a deeper cut on their point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> you know, you have Don't Stop, which is all falsetto the whole way through. And it's yeah. kind of like more so a challenge of endurance. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's true. You know, and um as the title suggests. <laughs> right, right. Enough, right. And um, so I sent that in. They said, Oh my God, this is great. Uh, we'd love for you to come in and do an in-person audition in New York. I said, Great. That's that's amazing. I'm glad you guys liked it. So right. I went over, we went to New York and I had a workshop with Michael Balderrama and uh, to to actually learn the choreography that they had planned for just to, audi for, to audition with uh, for, for Billie Jean. So I learned new choreography for Billie Jean. And um, it was only an hour. By the 45 minute mark, I began to have an allergic reaction. Oh no. Yeah. I had an allergic, I think it was to the to dust. What? To room. what? To the dust in the room. That's the yeah. only thing I can think that, that it was because that I didn't- Stardust, really, man. Yeah, like I didn't really eat that much. And you know, I do have food allergies as well. And sure. it was seasonal and- And that's a serious thing. Not enough, I have family members that, a lot of people in the, you know, I, in the movies, it's always, you know, painted as like, oh, there's annoying. And like, no, I haven't seen it up close with family members. It's-, it's oh, Yeah, so, so with me, just to let you get, get you a little- idea of how this went, you know, when I have an, an allergic reaction to something, because my allergies are super bad, so, and I have eczema on top of that. Yeah. My throat closes, 
my skin breaks down, breaks out in hives mm-hmm. from head to toe, head mm-hmm. to toe. And I also have eczema, so the hives kind of alerts the eczema. So then I have itching on the outside and the inside. So I basically, I can't function. It's hard. Like a chain me. reaction. And that can be deadly, man. It is serious stuff. Yes, yes, most definitely. And, you know, I, that's, I was going through that. So I had to rush out. I went, I didn't have my EpiPen with me. I had to run to, I went downstairs to, to lean and easy. I said, yo, I got to go to CVS. I need a Zyrtec. I need two Benadryl. So oh I went, gosh. got the Zyrtec and the Benadryl, went back to the hotel, the hotel I was staying at. Was scared to call my mom because my mom is very, very protective of me. She's like, all right. Now, mind you, she's in Maryland. We're in New yeah, York. Of course. Said, Easy. I'm going to meet you on the, on the New Jersey Turnpike with my EpiPen. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's she, love right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, uh, my support system is so amazing. And I'm yeah. so blessed to have them. So she's driving down um, to meet Easy on the New Jersey Turnpike so they can wow. exchange the EpiPen and rush back up. Oh my gosh. And yeah, yeah. And so Were you I, thinking I, of going to the hospital? Like, was it that bad? No, no, no. no. So, I mean, cause I, you know, I've had that all my life. So sure. when the reactions happen, like I know exactly what, I know when it's coming, right. you know, because I start to get really hot. Sure. Then like I'll see welts or whatever, you know, start to pop up on my skin and I'm like, okay, it's about to happen. So I need to hurry up and do the things that I need to do while I'm still in a mindset where I can focus on things. Cause once yeah. it, once it's full blown and once it's here, it's like, it's so hard for me to, to focus on anything. And so I get to the hotel, I'm in the shower. I'm staying in the shower for about three hours cause it helps calm it down. You know, take it like a, like a cold, a cold shower. And I hate the cold, but it's the only thing that really soothes it. And I get out the shower, I'm defeated, tired, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted, I'm, I'm beat. So I go to sleep, I wake up, my audition's the next day. I wake up and I think my audition was at like two, I didn't wake up to like 12 or like, yeah, like 12.30, just because I was knocked out from two, who wouldn't be knocked out from two trips? Yeah. So essentially I didn't really get to practice, I didn't get to practice at all, not even, really get to practice. I didn't get to practice at all what I learned the previous day. And that's what I have to perform later on top of the singing and, you know, some, and some acting. So I said a prayer (laughs) (laughs) and I went over to the audition and, um, I walked into the room. It's like a whole panel of people, Lynn Nottage, Chris Wilden, David Holsenberg, um, Leah Volick, you know, there's a whole bunch of different producers and um, assistant director, uh, Dante Klein. Like she, it was, I was, I didn't know who anybody was. I didn't want to do research on anybody because I didn't want, you know, I just wanted to be me. It's like, if I don't know who y'all are, then you'll get the best out of me. Right. You know, I'm going to do the best that I can do. And I went out there and Chris said, Chris Wilden says, um, so uh, what do you want to start with? I said, uh, I, no, no, I, I walked in. I said, hi, my name is Miles Frost, you know, and I'll be auditioning for the role of Michael Jackson. And it was funny because I didn't later find, I later found out uh, just having a personal conversation with Chris. He was like, it was so funny when you walked in and said that because I was like, yeah, we know that. We know that. <laughs> we kind of figured, we know why you're here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but I, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, that was my first, <clears throat> that was my first really like audition for something. It was like. a nice, polite way to enter. Yeah, yeah you, know, <laughs> said, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. Like, what, what do you want to start with? I said, um, I don't care. I can start with anything. Yeah. He said, all right, let's start with the dancing. I said, okay, great. 
And then it dawned on me that I never practiced. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's just one of those things that just kind of right. you just agree to it and it doesn't, it doesn't hit you until later. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I said, you know what? It's time. I can't. It's out of my hands at this point. I can only do the best that I can do. Let's go. Let's do. So yeah. I turn around. I put my head on. I'm getting into this mode, trying to focus and getting just to a center, a center place, and really getting into character. Because every everything that Michael does is, is a character. Beat it is a character. Bad is a right. character. Smooth criminal is a character. Thriller is definitely a character. Yeah. Thriller is definitely a character. So I was finding my version of that. I found it. I turn around. And I say, give me this smooth groove, because that's the intro to the song. Then I do the I do the routine. I didn't miss a beat. I didn't miss a step. And I really I I give all that to God because I like I said, I just learned it and I never practiced it. So for for me to yeah. be able to remember it and do it in the pocket on beat. Right. You know, and not and remember all the choreography, it was it was just a moment. You know, I think, yeah. I, and I, I'd like to think that Michael kind of helped me through that moment. Cause you know, if you're, if you're meant for something, right? there's nothing that's going to stand in between you and getting it. Exactly. You know, if you want to look at it as if God has something planned for you, then there's, there's nothing anybody can say or do that's going to prevent that from happening. That was your moment of destiny and you stepped into it. Yeah. And I, I even, I even said, I, after the audition, well, I did a, uh, you know, sang sang the songs as well. Then I did um, the acting pieces. And I said, you know, thank you. We really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I walked out and I said, God, if you made me have that allergic reaction for no reason, we're going to have to have a different Because <laughs> <laughs> I need to know why. I need to know why. Right. So, you know, I, I took me having that reaction the day before as a sign that I'm going to get it. You know, because nothing, nothing, nothing great comes easy. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. That was your final little uh, test, your final hurdle before the Most big definitely. payoff. Yeah. Most definitely. I could have woken I could have woken up and said, uh, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm too tired. Uh, yeah. I was, I, I was I was tired when I woke yeah. up. I was, it's not like I woke up refreshed, you know. Yeah. You know, I I woke up groggy, you know, my cuz when your body goes through that type of reaction afterwards, yeah. it's tired. Yeah. You know, well, I'm glad I'm glad you powered through, man. What was the reaction when they said, "Hey, you you got the part?" Like I, I want to know that really quick. So for a good five minutes, I was over the moon. I was like, oh my God, my mom, my mom wasn't home. My sister was in her room. I ran in my sister's room. I said, Morgan, I got it. She said, ah. yeah. So, you know, we had a moment and then, you know, it felt like a switch flip because I, I realized that everything that comes with that, both negative and positive. Yeah. And I just had to have a, a moment with self and really think about, is this something that I'm ready for? Yeah. And accept it for all that it is. And then I came to a place of understanding with, with that and I was ready. And now you've since it just launched in February because it got delayed a little by COVID and now it's finally launching. Um, tell me about the, the show itself. So it's, it's, it doesn't go through his whole life story, right? It's more or less set like as he's getting ready for the 1992 dangerous tour. Is that right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's ultimately set two days before the dangerous tour. And we do go through his life. You know, there's three, we have three different Michaels. Um, young Michael, young uh, Jackson Five, kind of like Ben. I want you back, Michael. Then we have off the wall Michael, you know, going into into Thriller Michael, and then we have me, who I play, who is uh, present day Dangerous Michael, right? Nineteen ninety two. 
And, you know, we, we follow his life and get to learn his life through the lens of an MTV crew who comes to the rehearsal to interview Michael. And, you know, we learn about his creative process. We learn about his relationship with his father. You know, we learn about just the things that he's gone through as a, in his childhood to bring him to the point to where he is now and how he developed the work ethic that he has and why he's so hell-bent on perfection. You know, the, the, being perfect is a common theme throughout the show. And you really get to see that and, um, and, and feel it and feel the pressure that he puts on himself. And you get to see him in a human light um, as far as, you know, he went through regular human stuff. Uh, financial issues, you know, things of that nature. So you really get to see him, you know, he's he's humanized, and I appreciate about appreciate it that about this show. Rattle off some of the hit songs that our listeners are gonna know and love when they come see it on Broadway. Oh, they don't care about us. Don't stop till you get enough. Beat it. I'll be there. I want you back. Um, <laughs> Billie Jean, Thriller, Bad, Too Bad for those of you know yeah, for, oh the, yeah. the, for the geeks the big fans. Yeah. <laughs> for the for the big fans, you know, Stranger in Moscow, Tabloid Junkie, uh, Price of Fame for from uh, from for the ones who know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, it's 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 gonna be so many different. Blame it on the boogie, Dance Machine. Like it's it's honestly a hell of a time, and the energy is amazing. And speak directly to our listeners, all the DC folks, because I know a lot of your family and friends, classmates, and people are going <laughs> to, even people that don't know you, but are like, wow, he's from here. Uh, speak, reach through the screen and tell them, hey, invite them. Hey, come on up. It's not that far of a ride up to Broadway. Come see, you know, your, your hometown here. Now, y'all know that ride is only a three and a half train hour train ride. Y'all can make that on a Saturday, baby. Come see me. Come up to, to New York. We're at the Neil Simon Theater in Manhattan. And just dance and have fun it's a really great family experience please bring your family if it's your birthday come on down if it's your anniversary come on down you know if it's just because come on down it's i promise you it's a it's an experience that you are going to carry for the rest of your life you know it's just it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing well, we appreciate you joining us, Miles Frost. Thanks for, you know, doing Maryland proud and D.C. area proud. Uh, Most definitely. Go get them on Broadway. Uh, keep it going. And uh, we're, we're all rooting for you down here. So Thank thanks you. so much. Thanks so much for taking time and going through, you know, so in detail through your through your life's journey so far. Of course. I appreciate that. And I thank you for the opportunity. DMV, I love you. That's my home. And um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll catch you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.